Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed it and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and tea and coffee in the fridge. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. It's Sunday. We're, uh, you know, taking it a little easy today, I suppose. I can't drink on Sundays anymore. I probably shouldn't drink at all, to be honest with you, but that's not what we're here uh, to talk about. It's, it's no fun. <laughs> so for anyone out there that doesn't know my guest today, I just met him about uh, 35 seconds ago downstairs in the <laughs> lobby. Please make some noise for my friend Alan Welding of the Pittsburgh Music Magazine. Hey, thanks for having me, man. You're very welcome. Happy to have you here. So, for those of you out there that don't know Alan or the Pittsburgh Music Magazine or can put two and two together of what the Pittsburgh Music Magazine is, why don't you let us know? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, we want to start with the origins? Sure. Well, yeah. well let's just start like what, okay. it, what it is exactly. Uh, Pittsburgh Music Magazine is basically a passion project more than anything. Um, what we do is we promote national bands, but we also promote local bands um like national bands coming through the area yes yeah. uh that's probably our main thing um so it lets pittsburghers know you know this band is coming you know you want to get tickets now whatever because so the pr companies typically send us stuff a little bit earlier than maybe uh you would hear it on the street cool um so we do a lot of that promotion um we go to concerts take pictures uh sometimes do interviews write opinion articles it's kind of whatever uh anybody who's doing stuff for me whatever they're into yeah okay so you have like a team of people working i do it's kind of like people come in and they come out and back again and you know (laughs) Um, if it's a passion project for you that means has to be an extra passion project for everyone else right yeah exactly i'm not paying anybody (laughs) exactly including myself (laughs) uh so it's you know but it it, there is a pay to it in, in a sense that Okay, you know, you're you're probably getting into the show for free, but you know, you have to take pictures, you have to process the pictures. I'm probably going to ask you to write a review. Um, so there's time involved, um, but you get some really, really cool experiences. Um, and I've had a couple people who have written for me who have actually gone on into uh, professional writing jobs, yeah, because they had that national exposure. You have to start somewhere, no doubt. Yeah, no that, doubt. That's so. the, that's the thing. It's uh, I, it's um very very supportive of all my friends that are working artists but i feel bad especially for friends of mine that are photographers and you know they they grab a camera and they're just you know they want to get paying gigs right away and it's just yeah, like it doesn't work that way nobody knows who you are you <laughs> build a portfolio yes unfortunately yes. yeah i mean it's taken a long time for me to get to the point where um you know venues will pay me or you know, someone else will, will pay me to do the photos for them. But like you said, you had to build the portfolio. I, I, I drove my wife nuts the first, you know, probably five years of it. I was out four or five nights a week shooting bands. Yeah. You know, anywhere from a crappy club with zero lighting, you know, to, you know, better places like stage AE. And then, you know, it took me a long time to get into PBG. Um, but you know, I'm there now. Cool. So, so let's rewind that. Yeah, let's start yeah. with those origins. Oh man. How did this all start? <clears throat> So maybe it started off the midlife crisis in some ways. Uh, cool. <laughs> when I, when I was, when I turned 40, I, uh, 
I'm a teacher by trade. Um, I teach for Chartres Valley High School. What do you teach? Uh, I'm an English teacher, but I teach rhetorical communications, okay. which is a fancy name for debate and argument. Neat. Um, and I love it. It's, it's still an awesome job. Um, 26 years and, and counting. Um, but I was the union president for four years, and it took a lot out of me. Um, you're doing a lot of stuff for other people. You're not doing much for yourself. And I was like, you know, I need something creative. I'm not doing anything creative. I'm just kind of like, you know, putting in that Monday through Friday grind. And um, the first thing I did was I went into the uh, the Batman audition. Remember when Batman was filmed oh, here? Yeah. And so I did that. <clears throat> okay. And I ended up working like 14 days on the film, and I've got at least five seconds. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Congrats, <laughs> yeah, brother. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and, I, and I did a couple other things, but it was like, yeah, you know, this isn't really fulfilling for me. I just wanted to see, you know, behind the scenes. But my first love is music. Um, my close second is my wife, uh, who's here with us today. Um, but I, I, I kind of got into photography just out of nowhere. Um, my uh, brother-in-law gave me a like a you know a cheaper Canon uh, Canon Rebel. I started taking some nature pictures and so forth. I'm like, well, a lot of music. I, I'd really like to do concerts, and so I started bombarding people with emails. And Opeth, if you know the band Opeth, yeah. were the first ones to say, "Hey, you know, come on out." You know, oh, we'll, we'll super like, cool. Yeah, and I was like, "Holy crap, Opeth!" <laughs> and then um, where my, was that at? Where? Yeah, stage eight. Okay, it's about maybe nine years ago. Cool. Um, and uh got to shoot like ghost their very first show here you know in pittsburgh you know it was really cool um and then i just started like branching out trying to find different people my first awesome rejection letter was from uh eddie van halen's <laughs> second wife <laughs> janie who i still am in contact with today um i didn't get to shoot them then but i eventually did get to shoot them um so that was you know that was pretty awesome for me as a you know an 80s kid um, Hell yeah. You know, Van Halen was my my bread and butter when I was in high school. So um, that was pretty awesome. You know, and it's all that's what it's all about. Like, I, I kind of like fulfilling like dreams. Um, so in terms of just reaching out to those people, what were you doing? Just finding contact info, sending emails? Yeah, it just started with emails, um, looking at record companies. Um, one of the things you can do if you're aspiring is go on Facebook, look at the about. Uh, a lot of times there are press contacts. Um, but the hard part is if you are an independent photographer, um, chances are they're going to say no. And I found that out pretty quick. Um, so then um, once I started getting those rejections, I'm like, well, I'll just start my own thing. Uh, if no one else will give me a job, you know, I tried with like city paper and a couple other people and they're like, well, you have no experience. Like oh, sure. Said. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it on my own. And yeah. that's what I did. And it just steadily grew from there. And it's funny how, you know, so, some, some publications, you know, regardless of the people that have experience, they still have complete dog shit stuff yeah. that they put out. Sure. Sure. I you mean, know, they have an experienced staff or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, believe me, I, I, you know, I've seen stuff from, you know, some of the guys that, um, you know, work for the Post Gazette or, you know, and you're like, all right, these guys are professional photographers. And they're like, well, maybe they don't care anymore. I think that that's a lot of it, too. Um, what in my experience is that I've dealt with people in terms of like whether it's, uh, you know, photography or reviews or um, 
talking about shows. Like there's always like things that are misquoted or misspelled or inaccurate information. It's like, I don't think these people are dumb. I just think they're overworked and underpaid and just probably don't give a shit. You wouldn't believe how many people go into an interview with these, you know, musicians, bands, whatever, and have no clue about them, whatever, you know, their first question will be like, how did you get your name? And right away, I mean, they're like, <laughs> sure. You know, yeah, like yeah. I've been asked this a thousand times. Uh-huh. It's, it's research, man. It takes work. You can't just walk into a bus and, hey, I want to take a selfie with you to put on Instagram. And, uh, but, you know, you have to like, you have to find out, you know, what are these people promoting? What have they done? Who's asked them the same questions over and over? Don't ask that question. Know what pisses them off. Yeah. You know, uh, you walk in with from Doyle from the Misfits, you know, there's certain things you know you do not ask Doyle. <laughs> he's just going to look at you and you're like, oh my God, he's going to beat me up. Um, but if you get to know him, like, and I've been very fortunate to get to know Doyle, at least he knows who I am. Um, and he's a sweetheart, but you have to know your material. And the people who don't, or just looking for a free ride and free tickets or whatever, they're going to bomb yeah. every time. So what was like finding out, you know, the inner workings, inner workings of the musician's mind like for you? Did you have much experience with this before getting into the photography thing? Or were you just a fan of music like um, on a general level? Well, I mean, I'd say the, the only experience I probably had was uh, managing a punk band here um like in the early 90s uh d76 okay they were pretty well known in the area and opened like for everybody in the punk scene um if anybody went to club laga you you probably saw us um so i mean i had a little bit of an idea of what that artistic mind is and how to work with it (laughs) like how to be frustrated with it if anybody's ever been a tm or manager of any sort of way with a band it's like it's crazy um but um, I think maybe I have a little bit of that mind. Um, I consider myself a creative. I dabble in a lot of stuff. I'm a master of nothing, but yeah. I love anything creative. I, I like to put my hands in it and get dirty. So I think I have a little bit of that going for me, but everybody like personalities, man, you just gotta, you gotta figure out the nuances and watch a bunch of interviews that they've already done. And like I said, it's research it's time. Yeah. What has your experience been like with other photographers? Uh, great. Cool. Um, we have a very close-knit group here in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't care who you work for. Um, I do. But, you know, I, I, it, there's no rivalry, which is really cool. Um, I, and, you know, everybody's like, well, what's the thing that you love best about, you know, starting your magazine? Is it meeting all these musicians and going backstage? And I'm like, yeah, that that's pretty cool. But the best thing has been the people, the people who work the venues, the photographers, the fans. Sure. It's, I've made some of my best friends, you know, like um, Jason Nelson's a very well-known photographer around here. And, you know, I started off like, oh, my God, this guy's been in Rolling Stone. You know, like I was like in awe of him and now he's one of my closest friends. Um, so all of us really work well together and it could be as much as, Hey, I can't get to this show tonight. Um, is there any way you can throw me some pictures? Because no one's really getting paid. Um, so, you know, and then a lot of people come and do stuff for me, which is pretty awesome. Um, so I'd say everybody's pretty friendly. Um, sometimes when you go to a different city, you know, you're the outsider. But I'd say for the most part, everybody's doing the same deal. They, they get it. And everybody's really, really cool with each other. Yeah. You had some background, you said, in managing a band in mm-hmm. the past. But now, 
since you were a little behind the curtain on a bigger scale, getting to see stuff at, you know, stage AE and yeah. PG and things yeah. like that. How has been living behind the curtain to a degree changed your <laughs> perspective on the music industry? Oh man. Um, you know, I don't know if it changed my perspective. Um, I always knew, you know, that there was a facade and there's, you know, all this inner workings behind. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it, to see some of the stuff on a massive scale and see like, and you're behind and you, you're walking the hall of PPG and you see all these computers and all the stuff the fans don't really realize a production, why their ticket costs $125. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because it's costing them a ton of money to put that show together. And, um, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but, um, I don't know, what was your question again? <laughs> this is your perspective and how it has changed, if at all, just yeah, from being um, behind the scenes. I think that, um, you know, you see some people that have become very jaded in the music business, but I would say the majority of people were really, really genuine. Um, and, you know, if they still love what they do, they're, you know, they realize that, um, even little peons like myself are part of what has made them successful. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, regardless of it's, we're all just human beings. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, absolutely. Best case scenario, 10 fingers, 10 toes, <laughs> Best. you know, uh, you know, flesh and blood, you know, we're just people. And some of us are on a stage. Yeah, singing in front of 10,000 people and some of us are just, you know, in the crowd with yeah. our family and everybody should be having the same amount of fun. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah, they are just people. You know, I you know, you, I have my friends who are like starstruck by an athlete. I probably wouldn't know most of them if they passed me right now. Um, not that I don't enjoy sports, but it's just not my thing. Musicians, yeah, I'm going to notice who they are. Um, but do I get starstruck? I, you know, not so much. I mean, yeah. maybe if I met Keith Richards, I would probably be very, <laughs> very tongue tied. Um, sure. But I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, you, like you're in the back with, you know, God rest his soul, Tom Petty, you know, and, and I'm watching Tom Petty do his thing backstage. And it's like, um, I'm like in front of a legend here. Like this guy's like just his aura or Roger Waters. You know, I'm like, sure. oh, man, like this is pretty cool. I'm in the presence of greatness. Yeah. You know, but like you said. They're just people. Most of the time, those people, at least the ones that have a decent head on their shoulders, just want to be treated like people. They don't yeah. want to be treated yeah. like a fucking exactly. superstar. Exactly. Um, my coolest experience ever was with, uh, and I'm not a country fan, Garth Brooks. Oh, nice. He yeah. and his wife are the nicest people in the world. And Garth and I got in this big conversation about when he went in the studio with Kiss and did Hard Luck Woman. And he was really liking that because, you know, everybody was asking him the same old stuff. And he and I are just getting into it. And then his wife comes over and, you know, introduces herself. And I'm like, these are the nicest people in the world. And they're some of the most famous, both of them. It's some of the most insane famous. insane how big garth brooks is it really it speaks to how much you don't know about the world yeah just because i don't know i know a lot of people i don't know one person that listened to garth brooks but garth brooks (laughs) is like what the highest grossing concert artist of all time yeah it's insane yeah it's insane i mean he could do a week here and sell out every night you know no matter how big you think your bubble is you don't know anything right right Right. (laughs) you have no idea um aside from Garth Brooks working in the concert industry. I imagine you've shot shows for a lot of other things that are yeah. maybe outside of your wheel, mm-hmm. wheelhouse. Have you ever done anything like on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, like any pop or hip hop stuff? Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean that's the that's the thing. Um, you know, uh, talking about hip hop um, and, and something that come out great of the magazine is um, 
I've become really close friends with Frizzy. Okay. Who's a Pittsburgh rapper. He's an Emmy award winning Pittsburgh rapper. He just, um, did the, he just got the Guinness Book of World Records for, he, he rapped for what, like 30 hours? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was insane. Um, but you know, he's on Sony, he's nationally known and getting introduced to him, which was, is a whole different story. It was completely non music related. Actually, it was something with teaching, but he and I just like clicked and going to, to, you know, shoot that, you know, and, and see some of the stuff that he does has been awesome. He comes and talks to my kids, uh, at school just a good dude but yeah i mean seeing a a country show and then going to a death metal show the next night and the next time you know uh, it's katy perry sure you know whatever but i mean i'm a metalhead by by nature but i just love music so i mean even though i'm not going to listen to katy perry so much i can still go to that show and be like oh my god this is a production yeah it's incredible you know pink i was like this is nuts. Like I just really appreciate what they do as artists, you know? So you don't have to love the music to appreciate them and what they do. Yeah. That's, there's something about like, I keep saying that I think like the current state of rock music and how like, it's very like, it feels a little bit different, which it's always going to change. Sure. But I think a big part of it was whenever like rock bands dropped the ego and stopped wanting to be rock stars. Yeah. I'm not to saying there's still rock bands that want to be rock oh, no stars. Doubt. I mean, we mentioned them, but like that used to be every rock band yeah. wanted to be a right. huge rock star. Right. And now there's so many rock bands that are like way too, it feels like they're way too self-conscious and they like wear it on their sleeve. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I don't think that anybody wants this from rock and roll. No. It's so weird. People want to show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of like this summer I saw the rival sons for the first time and I was like, Damn, these guys, they're dangerous. They're sexy, man. These guys are, these are, I mean, it was like, yeah. it was like seeing like a new stones. You know what I mean? I'm sure. like, oh, this is like, God, this is really rock and roll. This is what I've been missing. You know, um, I don't necessarily like the ego outside of, you know, the, the yeah, stage. Totally. But yeah. when you do have it on stage, it does come across like, yeah, this is me, man. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to entertain your ass and you're going to love it. Yeah, I, I really, really miss that in a lot of music, and uh, it kind of bleeds over into a big part of what I'm involved in, which would be the yeah. local music scene, yes. which is yes. would be an interesting way to segue this conversation. We've been talking a lot about yeah. national bands, big venues, but obviously, you probably have your toes in the local music scene and some of the smaller venues as well. I do. Um, you know, I have some people that, that go to a lot of those things, and I wish I had the time to, to go to a lot of things that, that, that I don't, but, you know, anytime... Like one of my things in my my emails is like first thing I do is put in Pittsburgh. So if that's mentioned somewhere in my email, you know, I'm saying, oh, local Pittsburgh band. I'm going to make sure if it's decent that I'm going to get that on there. You know, I'm not going to say I'm going to promote everybody. Yeah. But, you know, I I, I love the city. Um, I love the people. I don't think you can get a better place of class of people. Just everybody's so friendly. Um, and that, that goes with the bands as well. There's some, there's some awesome bands we have here, you know, and it's kind of cool to see some, you know, some like, like, uh, you know, code orange, yeah, you know, to just make it. But yeah, I love the local scene. There's some really good, um, websites like, uh, first angel media does an incredible job. Um, you know, focusing on the local, type stuff so yeah I'm, i definitely i dig the local um i wish i had more time to to do it but i i you know a lot of people wouldn't believe it but i do have a life uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
you know, speaking of having a life and just before, because I want to segue into yeah. that other, the other, we'll say the, the yin to the yang right, okay. of you. Okay. But what I wanted to ask you before I forget is, if do you still get the opportunity to go to a show without a camera? And what's it like for you? Yeah. Um, I kind of, <laughs> you have to make that choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's funny you say that. I, I, I've got two shows coming up out of town and I've got to like figure out, do I want to like shoot it? Or do I just want to chill with my friends? Um, I'm going to Vegas uh, next month to see David Lee Roth. Nice. At House of Blues. Because, as I said, unabashed VH fan. Uh, I don't uh, care if he can sing or not. I've, uh, uh, anytime I talk about time travel, I say that I would go back and see early Van Halen, David Lee Roth era uh, live. If uh, I could time travel. I saw 1984. That, that concert. It was word unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it was actually my first concert. So hell yeah. Um, unless you count Bobby Vinton with my parents, but I <laughs> try not to talk. <laughs> yeah, to my first before. concert was the kinks, which isn't a bad oh, one. Man, that's great. Yeah. My uncle took me. That's killer. He, I saw he took me to see the kinks and the stones, all sorts of stuff when I yeah. was a kid. Yeah. That's stones that's, are coming. Yeah. The stones are coming. And that's another one. Like, yeah. like, can I, you know, shoot it? I, I hope so. But, you know, um, it messes you up because you typically you, you shoot the first three songs and then with a venue like the stadium, you got to leave, you know, you got to take your stuff. <laughs> you, you, they don't want you walking around with your camera. Goodbye. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you got to go all the way out to the parking lot and then you got to come all the way back. So now you've missed like three, four songs, you know, and, and you know, you got to find, you know, your friends or whatever. So it's kind of like a bummer. Um, you know, when you go to shoot like out at, um, uh, Burgettstown, Burgettstown, yeah, yeah, uh, S and T. Now, um, I, I knew immediately we were talking about yeah, because nobody <laughs> can remember what that place is called. We've been through too many, you know. Everybody, you know, everybody my age calls it Star Lake. Yep, yeah, I still uh, call it Star Lake. But yeah, um, it, in uh, reverence to my Live Nation people, uh, S and T Bank. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool because I like, like, so let's say there's um, four bands or five bands or whatever. Well. I'll shoot the first three songs and then I got to go sit. I, I can't like hang out in the audience. Now I can, but I got to make sure someone's watching my equipment, you know, so it better be someone you trust because, you know, people don't realize how much we spend in equipment as photographers. Um, but yeah, to get back to your thing. Yeah. You got to make that decision. Like I'm going to see Pearl Jam in Nashville. Um, I'm not going to try to shoot them. I've shot them before and believe me, I hope they come to Pittsburgh on their second, you know, leg, but I'm just going to chill and enjoy my friend who's coming with me. And, you know, um, we're just having a good time in Nashville. Never been there, you know, same thing with, with Vegas. I probably won't because, um, just chill out with, with the guys and, you know, and watch the band. Yeah. You know, whether they're good or not, doesn't matter. Yeah. So the day-to-day life. Yes. Of Alan outside of the music, outside of the camera, teaching stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Teaching obviously is a huge part of my life. Um, I've been doing it for 26 years, as I said. Um, And I still love my job. Um, Teenage kids crack me up. I know (laughs) a lot of people are like, ooh, get them away from me. They're rude. They're this, they're that. You know, they're this generation. Everybody's got a name. Oh, yeah. You know what? They're no different than you were. They're still people. Yeah. They're they're pretty cool people, (laughs) you know? And the fact that I get to have a little bit of influence on them and kind of maybe set them in a direction that, they never thought of I'm not saying it's the right direction, or the wrong direction, but my job is to bring them to the water and say, okay, you know, 
you got to figure this out and you got to figure it out on your own, but I'm here behind you, you know, so you don't drown. That's a lot of fun. Um, besides that, besides the work day to day, um, my wife and I are very involved in, uh, rescuing animals. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. We've, we've got a little zoo at the house. Um, lots of dogs, uh, more cats than I can count. Um, we've got <laughs> parrots, little birds, um, a bearded dragon. It's insane. Um, but, Majority of them are rescues. So that's really, really important to us. And we've been involved with some organizations here locally um, and try to support them and, and, and do work for them. Um, so that's a huge part of our lives as well. And, and that's our family. We don't have kids. Um, our dogs and our cats, and those, those are our children. And uh, it's very fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. How has it been like being a teacher and just tapping into like a music fan? Like, being a music fan and yes. still being a teacher yes. and like seeing like the generations of music and the way the ways things they cycle and things yes. come back around yeah. and stuff like that. It's 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 interesting. Um, you know, today it's all rap, hip hop. You know, for the most part, you mm -hmm. know, and, and you know, it's no different than you know when I was a kid, hair metal was real big and everybody was into that. And then you know, after that, it was you know the grunge and you know, it, there's always a scene, right? It's like whatever and, has the most attitude tends to be yeah. the most popular. Yeah. But the cool thing, though, is, you know, even though I sit and I have conversations, the kids teach me, you know what I mean? I'll be like, who's this uh, little Yachty? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what is this? You know, and, and they tell me stuff, and which is really cool um, because I'm not as versed in a lot of this stuff. Um, but it's also cool to watch kids like when they saw the Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Yeah. And like all of a sudden kids are discovering Queen. I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like. I love that, you know, so rock and roll isn't dead. It never will be. Um, I think we'll, we'll have a resurgence of, you know, your, your classic type rock and roll bands. Eventually um, you can find them if you want to, they didn't go away. Yeah. It's just, you know, regular radio, uh, you know, isn't playing them, but they're out there. Um, but yeah, I, I love to learn stuff from the kids. It's, it's pretty cool. And then every once in a while, I'll run into a metalhead and, you know, I'll see them wearing like a Sepultura shirt. I'm like, no way, you know, <laughs> and just like every metalhead, you know, as soon as you see the shirt, you start talking and, you know, and that, that's always pretty fun. Too. Yeah. Do they know about like the Pittsburgh music magazine stuff? Some do. I mean, I talk, I'm an open book. Um, yeah. And that's, that's one of the big things I have as a relationship with my students. I, you know, I'm not their friend. They can't call me. Uh, we can't hang out and, you know, do dinner, but, um, you know, I'm there to support them. I, I'm, a, I'm a friendly person. And so um, I think talking about my life sometimes during class um, brings them in. Because once again, it's like, oh, he's human. You know, yeah. he's not a robot. He's not a jerk. You know, and I'll talk about my wife. I'll talk about my animals. You know, I'll talk about it. And they're like, oh, my God, my God, like, really? Like, you know, you met charlie pooth or you know any yeah. of these like you know and i'm like i didn't even know who it was i you know i'm sorry <laughs> but, but he was a nice guy you know yeah. but like they they love that kind of stuff and um so that's kind of cool i don't obviously i don't make it a big you know to do but um it's a nice connection um and, and you know look at me i I'm, I'm a different looking guy for a teacher i think some people think i'm the janitor <laughs> um but you know, I just the, my appearance, you know, with the tattoos and everything helps because they're just like, all right, uh, you know, sometimes they're scared of me at first, you know, sometimes it's like, all right, they already have a connection, but eventually it all works to see, you know what, it doesn't matter what's on my skin, it doesn't matter what color I am, it doesn't matter if I'm straight or gay, it's just, you know, we're human, we're all cool, you know, um, let's just, you know, do our thing. Yeah. 
with the being around a lot of children, something I'm mm-hmm. really curious about yeah. is, have you noticed any sort of overly negative side effects of social media and technology on kids over the past couple decades? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, but I think like everything you have to see it, it's, it's a double edged sword. Um, you know, I remember when the internet first started, that's how old I am, uh, that I had to learn that stuff in order to teach. And it has made me a better teacher because I can communicate. I can see, you know, different types of things and I can incorporate those things, but it's all this. So, the biggest distraction, you know, the phones. Yeah. What are is, I don't even, like, what is school like now? Like with phones? Like I have no idea. I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah. It depends like, do where they, you are. You, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like everybody has the rules, you know, and you can have a school rule or you can have an individual class rule. My general rule is, um, you know, be respectful to me. I'm not going to pull out my phone unless I need to. Um, same thing with you. I understand your parents sometimes call you. I understand, you know, with the age of kids, I teach juniors and seniors. Work doesn't care if they're going to call you or text you or whatever. Yeah. I get that. You know, if you got to do it, go outside, you know, make, make your call, come back in, make it quick, you know, um, please. You know, if we're watching a documentary or something and I see your face lit up, lit up, yeah i mean come on you know so i I do have to deal with that and and you always have your kids that are um they're just addicted to their phone it's not even that they're disrespectful they just they can't get away from it sure you know you talk to them about it and um i just try to respect them and understand that's a huge part of their lives but as you know meet me halfway and respect me you know when i'm talking when i'm trying to show you something and actually teach you put the phone away it's as simple as that yeah it's like you know we could have, I could, we could have done this class thing, and now you could be using this time that I'm talking at you to be on your phone. Yeah, you yeah. could actually be saving, yeah. saving us yeah. both a lot of time right now. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, honestly, it is very, very difficult. Um, I can't, I, I can't imagine. But I, I, you know, I don't think like all media, you know, people complain about. You can't throw it away. It, it's a tool. And it depends how you want to use it. So there are ways that I can use social media in order to teach kids and, and connect with them. Um, it's also one of the advantages that I've had by, you know, I don't think I would have gotten involved with Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff if it wasn't for the magazine. Sure. And so I've become familiar with those platforms. Um, now, there's some other ones that that I don't I haven't become familiar with because it has TikTok. No, well, TikTok has no use for me. I can't <laughs> dance anyway. So, but yeah, I mean, talk about a craze. I mean, yeah, you know, I, you know, you got kids uh, in their study halls or you know lunchroom or whatever, and and you know you see them. They've got their camera there and they're like making moves. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, weird. and then that's how I learned about TikTok. And, you know, <laughs> hey, we would have done the same thing. You sure. know what I mean? If it was the thing, we would. We sure. I, I, I've had that thought. Uh, you know. What would I be like if I had those tools when I was in through middle school and high school? Oh. Who knows? I had no idea. I don't know where I'd you know, be. I know. I was very fortunate. Uh, so MySpace took off the year after I graduated high school. Okay. And like MySpace was kind of, we had AOL Instant Messenger yeah. and stuff, but that was very disconnected. It yes. wasn't like, yes. you know, I didn't even have a, a cell phone until my senior year of high school. And that was just, you could text on it. That was, it yeah. wasn't, right. you know, there was right. no camera or anything. Yeah. So, uh, to say how old I am, basically, and I'm not young, but I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm in my mid thirties. Yeah, yeah, but um, you're young. It was very, it was just very, very different how quick things change. Just from people that I knew that were you know freshmen when I was a senior. 
all of a sudden it became this thing where it was like they're on their phone all the time oh, yeah. at school and so i was like whoa this is we can do this now yeah. it was only a couple of years ago that i graduated and it was completely yeah. i couldn't i had to keep my phone in my book bag in my locker like I, yeah you couldn't even yeah yeah i mean it, it, you can't there's certain things you can't fight yeah and, and you know and i've seen principals come in they're like all right we're gonna have absolutely no cell phones i'm like oh, i hope you're ready for the parent phone calls oh you yeah. know <laughs> like you, you got to find that happy medium which is you know some people can find it some people can't but there's always going to be a next thing like you know you bring up TikTok, you know, Snapchat was the big thing a couple years ago. Now it's TikTok. What's it going to be next? I don't know. But you just <laughs> got to go with it and you got to, you got to be a read in the wind, man. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, the only person you're making upset is yourself. <laughs> sure. You know, I tell it to teachers all the time, like, why are you angry, man? This is number one. This is the greatest job in the world. Number two, they're not upset. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and you might have a heart attack. So just chill. You know, work with them, talk with them about it. And and it, generally, 90% of the time, it works out. They're pretty cool. You know? Yeah. Um, with social media and going back to Pittsburgh Music yes, Magazine, yes. Um, how has, you know, the evolution of social media helped you with the website and, you know, Facebook and Instagram yeah. and sponsoring posts and right, doing all, right. you do all that sort of stuff? You know, yeah. That? I mean, uh, obviously, you know, what I do probably wouldn't exist without um, Facebook, social media, and so forth. Um, I think I could have like a little blog, certainly. Um, but would it get out to as many people as it does? No, no, there's no way. So, um, yeah, Facebook's been great. Um, I can see, you know, where people are coming from. And, um, you know, I have articles that are like 10 years old, not 10 years old, eight years old. And, <laughs> you know, I can like, oh, my God, I'm still getting hits on that, you know. And it's coming from those sorts of places. How people find them, I don't know. But um, Instagram's great. You know, I, that's my favorite because I'm a visual person. So um, to be able to say, hey, you know, I, I, you know, I sat down with this person or here are some of my shots. Um, that's opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, you know, in particular, some of the bigger venues to be able to say, okay, this, this guy isn't a hack. And yeah. um, also, I try to always be professional. Um, I've seen uh, enough photographers get count, get, uh, I can't speak, get kicked out of venues permanently because of not being professional as a photographer. Oh, okay. Like how so? Well, you know, one of the things you, you typically don't want to do at a place like PPG, you do not want to guzzle a beer right before the band goes on. Um, what you do after, you know, the three songs or whatever, if you have a ticket or they gave you a ticket, sure. That's your, that's your business. Um, stage isn't necessarily like that. They're pretty chill, but you know, um, I've seen, ba- uh, photographers try to sneak to shoot bands that they're not approved for. Uh, okay. and, you know, um, and then, you know that gets the promoter in trouble and so they're not they're not happy with you um or just you're generally just a jerk um you know if you're nice if you're cool to the staff if you you know talk to the fans you 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 know you do your three songs or your four songs or one song or whatever it might be and you get off and you go it's they're fine with you you know it doesn't take much but it's amazing how being nice (laughs) can get you almost anything yes yes it's uh, it always blows my mind when i meet people that are just very complicated or for lack of a better word assholes it's like it's so much more difficult to be that kind of a person yeah than to just be 
nice but a lot of people that are like that have some right. deep rooted stuff going yes, on that true, has, you true. know that's way under the surface right. and you got to figure that out. I think what people need to learn is be nice to everybody. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I'm not just nice to um, you know, Amy who runs Stage AE or Alyssa who does everything with with PPG. You know, those are the the big people for me. But um, you know, be nice to the security guards. Be nice to the ushers. Um, you know, talk to everybody. When I did make T-shirts and sweatshirts and all that stuff, those are the people I gave stuff to because I know full well working in a school, especially. Uh, the janitors run the building. If you want something done, you go to the secretaries or you go to the janitors. Don't go to the principal and you're never going to get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, and, and my, and, you know, my dad instilled that in me and a mentor of mine, Jeff Wright. Um, he instilled that in me, you know, never be afraid to clean the toilets is basically what they said. You know, oh, yeah. you're not above it. So, you know, respect those people and what they do. And I think that's where some people go wrong. They're only nice to the big wigs, but they're not nice to everybody who actually makes things happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I think that being nice to everybody and putting that, that positive energy out, it's really, it's contagious. Yeah. Positivity can be very, very contagious. And if you just have a good attitude to everybody, whether it's, you know, the head chef at the restaurant or the person serving you the food yeah, or yeah. the person greeting you. It's yeah. like that's that energy is going to carry with you. No doubt. No and doubt. It's, it's, it's who wants to be in a bad mood? No, it's, you know, I mean, obviously we all get in our bad moods. Oh, totally. So forth, but again, we're human. Yeah, yes, we're only human. Exactly. But, you know, when I go to work, I, I do my best. I do the same thing. You know, when I'm out at shows, I smile. I say hi. You know, I ask people how they're doing. I might not feel like it. You know, like deep down, I might be going, oh, man, I got to pay this bill and I got to clean. And, you know, now I got to process these pictures. But if I put forth that effort a little bit, I find it brings me out of that funk that I might be in. Yeah. You know, and it opens me up to it's, other people. So you're, you're putting time into things that you love and care about. And yeah. What's better yeah. than that? No, it's no, it's a good life. Have you ever considered doing any videography? Have you thought about that? You know, I, I've done it just like little stuff with um, interviews. You know, I've yeah. done, done a lot, you know, with the YouTube channel and everything like that. And I was really into that for a while. Um, I haven't done it as much as of late. Um, I kind of fell out of it. Um, it's interesting you bring that up. I, I actually, for the first time, I'm teaching an introduction to film class next year because film is a love of mine as well. Okay, um, it's going to be more about how film fits in with culture, but we are going to try to get into like you know filming with your cell phone and all that kind of stuff since that's you know and editing and all that kind of stuff. So um, who knows? That might be my next big thing. I, you know, my wife will tell you it's always something, and she's like, <laughs> "Oh God, what's next?" Yeah, um, you know, eventually. You know, the website isn't going to be important to me anymore. It's not going to be forever, you know, and photography might get old for a little while and I'll, I'll pick something else up. So who knows? Yeah, no, I, I love just learning and challenging myself to do different and new things. It's always around art or music yes. or, but it's just, I think it started out just from whenever I was younger. I didn't have anybody else that had like the same obsessive thing that yeah. I had. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, like I want to learn how to make music and <laughs> I want to learn how to record it. And okay, I need to learn how to make an album cover. And yes, who ma- who manufactures CDs? I got to figure this out. And yeah. just Continuously learning. Oh, we need a music video. I have a, a v- like a little VCR camcorder. <laughs> Let's learn how to make a video. Yeah. You know? Just. But that's part of the creative process. Yeah. I might not know how to do it, but you know, especially today, you know, YouTube's wonderful. I can figure out anything. I can, you know, I might be able to fix the sink. Who knows? But 
you know, okay, my wife's shaking her head now. <laughs> um, it'd probably be her fixing this thing before me. But, um, you know, it, it's amazing. You say like, okay, you know, I have friends, uh, one of my best friends, Joe Lucas, um, he's a teacher, but like he does woodworking and he is absolutely amazing. And he, I mean, he's got this craft that basically he's learned by watching YouTube. It's amazing. But, you know, we all have those different creative outlets, but it's kind of cool that, you know, hey, if I want to take up painting, if I want to learn how to play a song on guitar or whatever, I just, you know, yeah, it's out there. You know, and the other thing that's really cool too about developing and just getting a very base understanding of all those things is that it helps you build respect for other people that do it full time because you have an understanding of how much work actually goes into oh. this. You know, it's yeah. like you never, maybe before getting into photography, you may have seen photos and be like, oh, cool. That's a good yeah. photo. Right. But now you're like, oh, like, wow. Like, yeah. how did they, they must have a camera with crazy ISO settings yeah. or something to get yeah. the lighting right in this yeah. place. And, Everybody thinks you just snap the picture. Yeah. It's like, you know, there are different things that you have to learn. And, um, you know, you can do all the filters that you want, but if you want to be a good photographer, you, you, you know, you need to learn Lightroom or you know photoshop one or the other um in order to make the best picture possible it's not just fixing fixing crappy pictures well it's like it's like a back to like woodworking right it's yes. like a say you you want to build a shelf you don't just like haphazardly cut your pieces and then put it together and try to sand it down after it's been yes. assembled to get yes. it to fit it's like no you got to make sure everything is cut right you got to every yeah. step has to be right from the beginning yeah. to get the good product. It's a process like learning the settings and the camera and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know really hardly anything about photography aside from like, you know, very, very basic things. I have more like of a video understanding. Yes. And it's interesting how completely different those worlds are. They are. They are. I mean, you maybe, would think it's very similar, know. but it's there are a lot. There's yeah. similar terminology and similar things that you use, but the end result, you got to do yeah. completely different things. Yeah, I think the lighting, especially. Oh yeah, the, just, I was gonna say the yeah. way you would light something for video versus photography yeah. is completely different. Yeah, no doubt. And you know what I love about that? Maybe it's one of the things you love about videography is like it's infinite learning. Like you've never mastered it. There's always something else that uh -huh. like, you don't know. It's kind of humbling. <laughs> cameras very my, my wife you know for my 50th birthday bought me this unbelievable camera so i basically went from a cadillac to like i don't know like a, a formula one racetrack sure. and i'm like what do i do with this i had no clue because it was like yeah it's it's the same brand of camera but it did all these crazy and i still I still have got a million things. Learned. And then if you get into the, the wide, wonderful world of lenses. Yes. Oh, lenses are crazy. Lenses <laughs> yeah. are crazy. Um, you know, there's some basic ones that you can get for concert photography that are kind of standard. Um, and what's really cool if, you know, if you're an aspiring photographer, um, you know, you can get a nifty 50, which is basically a 50 millimeter. It's about 110 to $120. It's made out of plastic. So if you break it, get a new one. Um, but it is amazing for low light. So you can get into, you know, just, you know, a basic camera and get that, you know, basic lens and you can get some pretty good pictures. Now, I'm glad that I started with, you know, a little rebel because I really had to learn to work with tough things that I didn't sure. have tools for. Um, so it's, it's good that I didn't start off with that formula one, you know, that I started off with, you know, a beat up Honda. Um, because I really had to learn that craft in a completely different way. Um, and I would encourage people, you know, do the same thing, you know, don't 
Don't think that you have to buy a $3,000 camera or, you know, a $5,000 lens of course, in order to yeah. do things, you know, start off small and, you know, and little by little, hopefully you can get to those, you know, those great lenses. I think, um, yeah, I think the most important thing is always the end result. Yeah. And, you know, if your goal is to just, you know, you want to go to a show or you want to go outside or you want to go downtown, whatever you want to take photos of, whatever yeah. your thing is, yeah. um, if your end result is what you're happy with. That's cool. Yeah. But if you're somebody that wants to be a little bit more of a purist and, you know, get more into like learning all of the manual settings on your camera, I guarantee you, you're going to get better photos. Yeah. But if you're happy with just, you know, something off the shelf, all your automatic settings and you're getting the pictures that you want from yeah. that's fine. I think it's just like most likely people that have that mentality aren't interested in doing it like super duper full time. Yeah. Right. It's probably just right. kind of like more of a hobby thing yeah. versus like somebody that actually wants to learn the craft of photography but or whatever else. You it know, is. there's certainly there's a creativity to it as well though. So like you can know all of those manual settings, you know, you can know all about the lighting and you, yeah, you're going to take some nice pictures, but, um, you become like a technical photographer, not a creative one. Oh, sure. Um, you know, it's kind of like um, you see people play guitar and you're like, okay, that person can hit a thousand notes, you know, in a minute. And it's it's really technically cool. But Eric Clapton just played three notes and it had more yeah. soul than anything. Sure. Yeah. You know, I've, I've talked about this a lot. There's a big difference between being a good, like a good player and a good songwriter. Yeah. Some people are yeah. both. Yeah. But you, oh, yeah. you don't necessarily have to be a good player to be a good songwriter. Right. Right. And you could be a great player and a terrible songwriter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's same thing goes with photography, videography, all kinds of sorts mm -hmm. of things. Um, I, I'm very fortunate that I, I think I have an eye for things. I, you know, I see things differently than maybe other people do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, my photograph next to the next person's photograph, even though they might be the same positions, they're going to look a lot different. Oh, yeah. I have a, a couple buddies of mine, uh, that, do photography. My friend Nick Prezioso, who does a lot of concert photography, he does a lot of video stuff too. He's like shot videos for my band and stuff. Really good dude. Shout outs to Nick. And my other friend Nathan King, who doesn't do so much live photography, but he does a lot more like art based photography. Oh, cool. And the thing that's really cool about both of them is that they have like a look. They've like developed like yes. a style yes. with like the particular colors and the way that they grade everything, where it's like I could see any photo of theirs and just like be like, Oh, that's Nathan probably yes. took that or yes. Nick probably took that just because they have a style. Well, sure. That they've it, developed through their using the manual settings and finding yeah. a voice, like a visual voice through the yes. photos. It's awesome. It's the same thing as being like a director of a movie. You know, you know, a Quentin Tarantino from a Martin Scorsese film immediately, even though they're basically telling, you know, they could tell the same story, yeah. but it's going to be completely different, you know? So, I mean, I think that's the wonderful thing of it. Everybody's different, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, why I appreciate anybody who does anything creative. Um, cause you're bearing your soul in some ways, you know, you're kind of naked, yeah. uh, with, with your art, whatever that might be. And if you're giving, get out to the public, man, that's <laughs> just be ready for criticism. Uh, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, you know, it, you got to have thick skin cause man, I've gotten lambasted on some stuff. I, I remember, uh, I can't remember who I took pictures of and someone called me, um, like the, Danica Patrick, you know, <laughs> photography. And I was like, thanks, man. I'm like, she's the first woman that you know the name of in <laughs> racing. Yeah, so sure. I'll take it. You yeah. know, you just got to be like cool with it. You know, doing the interviews on YouTube. Oh, don't read, don't read the comments ever. Um, cause people are going to crush you, you know, um, but still a great experience. Yeah. So, you know, 
just go out and do it whatever it is anytime somebody like leaves a smart ass comment on something that i've posted i'm always just like thanks for watching and i'll put yeah. a little like kissy face emoji yeah. next to it or something yeah. just like hey, thanks for being here yeah i'm not into the whole like <laughs> appreciate you know, the feedback yeah <laughs> like I, I, i'm not gonna you know get mad at you at, you know i don't even know you the other thing too is even if sometimes somebody's being a little bit of a turd online there could mm-hmm. be some some valid points in that they could maybe you could have said oh, it better but yeah. sometimes like i'm learning i'm not the best at what i'm doing right and right. maybe like okay thanks for the feedback yeah I'll, I'll i'll take this into consideration there's nothing wrong with constructive criticism yeah you know um you know i i'm i'm fortunate i have some friends and i have my wife who will just tell me the truth and be like that was horrible you know <laughs> or that was wonderful i'm really proud of you and you know both mean a lot to me and that they they care enough to even look at my work you know because most people you know know, think about you know instagram um oh yeah i know that person i gotta hit like and you're oh yeah you're not even really looking oh yeah you know i've had i've released music and i've had people like the posts on instagram Mm -hmm. or facebook and then i run into them out like out at a show or something it's like hey how's it been going like oh you know well i put out that new album it's like oh you put out a new album He liked the post. Yeah. You liked it yesterday. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. And exactly. then like sometimes I'll just like watch people like not like I'm creeping on them, but I'm just like, you know, I just happen to like look over and I see somebody on their phone and they're just like, like, what? yeah, like, are you even paying attention to no. any of this stuff? No, no. It, it, it's like kind of soul crushing as a, uh, as like, you know, being an artist and you, you know, you put art out there and you want people to engage yeah. with it. And it's like, okay, you know, I, I spent, you know, two weeks writing a four minute song that you're going to spend one second to not listen to, but like the post. Yes. It's like, yes. Yeah. I could have, I should have just released a, an album of blank audio. I'm yeah. probably going to get the same yeah. feedback. Sometimes so that's what yeah. it feels like. It, it's the beauty of it. And it's also the, the ugliness uh, of social media, you know, um, we're a little desensitized and, and sometimes we don't look at stuff, but when people actually care to look at it, but I think you have to care about it too. Well, I think that, it's important to step outside of this social media and be sure to remind people like, Hey, like I put something out. Yeah. Check it yeah, out. Yeah. You know, let people know in person. Yeah. I hand them a CD, hand them a t-shirt, right, do something right. like, Hey, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, speaking of one of the most fulfilling things I ever did, I, I did an art show where I just did, you know, my photography and you know, it was at a hole in the wall and it was like no big deal, but you know, that was really fulfilling to me for to have people walk in a gallery and just kind of like see the stuff I do. That was way more than getting, you know, 150 likes on Instagram. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You got to get out there well, and do I think the physical. That, yeah, that's... I try to remember sometimes like why I started getting into doing all this stuff. And it was okay. Sure, I have this urge to create and put my art out into the world. But a bigger part of it too is to be able to connect with other people that have the same interests. It's not so much about the product, but just building experiences with people through the product. Like the fact that I have a band and we put out music and play shows, that's cool. But for me, I'm more interested in just meeting new people, yeah. seeing new places, and just living in it. It's not so much about like the destination, but the journey along the way. Right. I don't know. No doubt. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, getting caught up in that Monday through Friday grind, you know, you've got to find other ways to connect with people, to get out there, to live life. And that's part of why all this started, you know, and, and like I said, it wasn't necessarily a midlife crisis, but at 40, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like, so here I am at 50 and I'm like, all right, I've done some really cool stuff over the past 10 years and not just work, you know, Uh, 
no matter what, I mean, if you want something cool to happen, you got to make it happen for yourself. Absolutely. But I think it does get a little bit more complicated as you get older, just because it seems like if you're not somebody that's into like music or going at like what what do a lot of people that get older do for social things? Yes, it's like the the options get really really limited. Yeah. It's like you you don't want to go to the bar all the time, right. and some people might want to get. To, I mean, bars are cool. The, the, like, oh, some, bars are great. But some I, people, it's like you don't want to do that all the time. Yeah, you don't want to. Some people maybe they get into like country clubs if you have yeah. a certain lifestyle mm. or yeah. you know uh, church becomes a big yeah, thing for absolutely. a lot of people. But it's like finding the thing that's right for you. Yeah, that still like aligns with your interests that right. you don't feel like you're like losing a big part of yourself yeah. by doing. We're all looking for our tribe. Yeah, right? I mean that's basically it. Just you know goes back to beginning of our existence. I, I think you know we're all looking for somewhere to belong, and uh, when you find the right people to belong to, it's pretty cool. You know, and it, what's I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of those different crews. You know, I've got my work crew that is just unbelievable. I mean, I, I mean, there's just so much support and and laughter. God is laughter every day, which is awesome. Um, you know, I, I've got a crew of like um, really good friends from from my childhood that I'm still in touch with. I've got um, you know different workout partners over the year. The whole like uh, strength community that my wife and I have become very very involved with and, and friendly with. Um, you know, to have those different tribes of people that you have these this thing in yeah. common, um, I think that's what we're all looking for. You know, there are some people out there that just they don't have that mm-hmm. at all. It takes a lot of time and in patience, I think. So, and depending, like with music, it was really hard for me because I felt like by the time that I was like turning like 24, 25, 26, a lot of my peers that were in my age group were starting to get out of playing so much music. Yes. And then I found myself spending close to the next decade of my life hanging out with 21 year olds because like <laughs> it was like I'm getting older, but everybody right. in this music scene is still like, you yeah. know, early 20s. And yeah. it's like, I'm still trying to do this. But over time, I eventually started finding more people that were my age. Not that I have a problem hanging out with people that are younger. No, but it's, no just doubt. Like, it's a different vibe it is it's, it's just it, a different energy yeah, I'm, I'm finally at that point in my life now where i'm like these fucking kids you know <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to happen i'm trying to stop myself from being that person but i'm getting the first wave of it now yeah yeah you gotta you gotta resist <laughs> yeah gotta resist but yeah it, it you know i give as much grief to the kids as i do to the older people you uh-huh. know, so no, I mean, this show's helped me a lot because, like, you know, I have people in here all over the place. I've had a lot of people on here recently that are underage. Yes. Just like younger hip hop kids. Yeah. It's like living in an entirely different world telling me about their Snapchat and the TikTok and stuff. And right. it's like, I have no idea what we're, what we're talking about here. <laughs> you know, like people on here, they're like, yeah, none of my friends use Instagram. We don't have Facebook. We're not into that. Yeah. And it's like, how are we going to promote this episode? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to make a TikTok to promote worthless this to your fans. <laughs> but it's just like, it's so interesting because they're still finding out about the show somehow because they're asking me to come on. So it's getting out there somehow. Oh, that's great. Just, I mean, I know, it's, just, it's, a, it's just a cool do, thing. You just do it and it gets out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you you put out a quality product, people are going to find it, right? Yeah. So um, you hope. It's you hope. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's always stuff about there out there that, you know, we don't know. There's some, there's some amazing musician out there that we haven't seen yet. Um, but I find, you know, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be loud to be a, a loud voice. And I find myself sometimes being a little, unfortunately, too modest. I think sometimes maybe a little too humble. I gotta be a little uh, more like, look at me. Yeah. There's, there's, look a, at me. Yeah, there's a fine line of like, okay, I've got some humility. But I also have to self promote. It's like yeah, so. That, it's like, like leaving that ego on the stage. Yes. We were talking about yes. that before. Yeah. yeah. But you have to humbly self promote. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, which is which is a really weird thing. You know, 
but it's uh, weird when you're very aware that we've talked a lot about people just being people when you're super aware that i'm just a person yeah you know it makes it a lot more complicated to uh you know try to put yourself out there something more than just a person yeah which you have to sell yourself like that yeah you you, you do you do you do um yeah we're all just people but we have different experiences right Uh you know it's like i tell my students um you know, I'm not smarter than you. In fact, you're probably smarter than I am. But I've got a lot of years on you. So I've got all this experience that I can lay on you, you know. Um, and so when you put it like that way, you know, I, I think we're all, yeah, we're all at the level playing field. But I might have more in this and you might have more in that. So we can all learn from each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a weird thing to get into. I don't know. So it just popped in my head. But, I, you know, I love skulls. Like, you know, a lot of people were into skulls, you know, or music and everything. But for me, the cool thing about skulls is that I don't know looking at that, whether you're male, whether you're female, whether you're a musician, whether you picked up garbage, you know, what your sexual orientation was, sure. if you, you know, had religion, you don't have nothing. I just see that skull. And that's what I think is so cool about them. Um, and that's kind of like how I like to look at people if I can. Yeah. No, that's a really, really interesting and creepy yet beautiful way of looking at it no seriously okay i'll take it yeah no it's cool i never really thought about that but that's a really really yeah now now i'm like thinking about it but also trying to keep a conversation moving along (laughs) yes but we are we are we are rounding we're yes we're rounding home base here as we're finishing up here almost at our hour what before we completely pull the plug on this let's talk one more time just about pittsburgh music magazine the website and maybe some other places where people can find the stuff online yeah um tell us about your tiktok account yeah um you can (laughs) see me dance never um but uh yeah if you go to pittsburgh music magazine um dot net or dot com doesn't matter you'll find us um and you know there's a lot of cool stuff on there um Obviously, you can go to Instagram. It's uh, PGH Music Mag is my handle, if you will. Um, and same thing with Facebook. Just put in Pittsburgh Music Magazine. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd love for people. I just like for people to to maybe connect. You know, um, yes, I love for you to look at my stuff. Thank you if you make a comment. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. I really do because it gives me some affirmation that. Maybe I'm doing something right. Um, so believe me, I, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not bashful to get praise. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it makes us feel good, right? Sure. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. You know, it, it's nice. Um, and you know, we wouldn't put our stuff out there if we didn't want a little bit of that. You oh, know, yeah. you have to be honest with your ego. But um, yeah, I, you know, you know. The other thing is, you know, if you see me at a show, come and talk to me, you know, um, because a lot of times, I, you know, I can't drag my wife out all the time. Um, you know, we do work. Um, so I'm often I'm by myself. So it's really cool to interact with someone says, hey, you know, I saw your photos or, hey, I read your blog, you know, or whatever it might be and just have a conversation. So and that would be awesome. I love that. Hell yeah. All right. Let's wrap this son of a bitch up and that is all folks thanks so much for listening one more time alan pittsburgh music magazine thank you for being here thanks brian it's really good to chat with you hell yeah i'll be back again in a couple days with another episode same time same place same channel you know the drill my name is sykes start the beat 2020 thanks for listening and we are done my friend thank you nice thank you cool that was great